Today I'd like to share a mix between the Old Testament and the New Testament. From the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 2, this is the prayer of Hannah after she uh, rejoices to God for becoming pregnant. I've chosen this text because on Sunday I'm going to preach about this. I'm going to preach about Hannah as an example of a woman who wants to be a mother. And hence we have Mother's Day where we celebrate our mothers. And then we will shift from 1 Samuel chapter 2 to Acts chapter 4. And in Acts chapter 4, we see Peter and John being confronted, arrested by Caiaphas, the same high priest who arrested Jesus and insisted on his murder. And uh, we'll see an example of the first century church and what they did uh, in the face of um, the death of Jesus, the threats about what might happen to them uh, because of what had happened to Jesus and their faith in Jesus. And then finally, we will wrap up today's podcast with two verses, the first two verses from Proverbs chapter 21. So let us begin with 1 Samuel 2. It reads, Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord. My strength is exalted in my God. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in my victory. There is no holy one like the Lord, no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble gird on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry are fat with spoil. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low, he also exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness." For not by might does one prevail, the Lord, his adversaries shall be shattered. The Most High will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the power of his anointed. Then Elkanah, this is the husband of Hannah, went home to Ramah while the boy remained to minister to the Lord in the presence of the priest Eli. Now the sons of Eli were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord or for the duties of the priest to the people. When anyone offered sacrifice, the priest's servant would come, while the meat was boiling, with a three-pronged fork in his hand, and he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, all that the fork brought up the priest would take for himself. 
This is what they did at Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Moreover, before the fat was burned, the priest's servant would come and say to the one who was sacrificing, Give meat for the priest to roast, for he will not accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. And if the man said to him, Let them burn the fat first, and then take whatever you wish, he would say, No, you must give it now. If not, I will take it by force. Thus the sin of the young men was very great in the sight of the Lord, for they treated the offerings of the Lord with contempt. Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. His mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord repay you with children by this woman for the gift that she made to the Lord. And then they would return to their home. And the Lord took note of Hannah. She conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. And the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now Eli was very old. He heard all that his sons were doing to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. No, my sons, it is not a good report that I hear the people of the Lord spreading abroad. If one person sins against another, someone can intercede for the sinner with the Lord. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can make intercession? But they would not listen to the voice of their father, for it was the will of the Lord to kill them. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow, both in stature and in favor with the Lord, with all the people. A man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, I revealed myself to the family of your ancestor in Egypt, when they were slaves to the house of Pharaoh. I chose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to offer incense, to wear an ephod before me. And I gave to the family of your ancestor all my offerings by fire from the people of Israel. Why then look with greedy eye at my sacrifices and my offerings that I command, and honor your sons more than me? by fattening yourselves on the choicest parts of every offering of my people Israel. Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that your family and the family of your ancestor should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be treated with contempt. See. A time is coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your ancestors' family, so that no one in your family will live to old age. Then in distress you will look with greedy eye on all the prosperity that shall be bestowed upon Israel, and no one in your family shall ever live to old age. The only one of you whom I shall not cut off from my altar shall be spared to weep out his eyes and grieve his heart. All the members of your household shall die by the sword. The fate of your two sons, 
Hophni and Phinehas shall be the sign to you. Both of them shall die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house and he shall go in and out before my anointed one forever. Everyone who is left in your family shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread and shall say, please put me in one of the priest's places that I may eat a morsel of bread. And so thus we end the reading of uh, the second chapter of 1 Samuel. Uh, we see that Samuel is growing in the sight of the Lord uh, as a little boy, Eli, the aged priest, is warned by God that his sons are out of control. Uh, they're sleeping with the women at the door of the temple. They are robbing the people of their meat. And uh, God has put a death sentence on them. Now we switch our focus to Acts chapter 4. Again, this is after the death and the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. And now we see the early church beginning to take shape, take shape with Peter and John as leaders. Acts chapter 4. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came to them, much annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming that in Jesus there is the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day for it was already evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and they numbered about 5,000. The next day their rulers, elders and scribes, assembled in Jerusalem, with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made prisoners, made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power... Or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were un uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized them as companions of Jesus. When they saw the man who had been cured standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. So they ordered them to leave the council while they discussed the matter with one another. They said, What will we do with them? For it is obvious to all who live in Jerusalem that a notable sign has been done through them. We cannot deny it but to keep it from spreading further among the people. Let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, 
Whether it is right in God's sight to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot keep from speaking about what we have seen and heard, and after threatening them again, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all of them praised God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing had been performed was more than 40 years old. After they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priest and the elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and everything in them, it is you who said by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor, David, your servant, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their threats, and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything that they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now we go back to the Old Testament, to the 21st chapter of Proverbs, the first and second verses. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. All deeds are right in the sight of the doer. So thus we end our Bible reading for this podcast. I'd like to share with you some questions for reflection. Number one, what are your thoughts about the prayer of Hannah? Two, have you ever prayed a similar prayer? Three, if you were childless for your first child, could you see yourself giving the child back to God like Hannah did with Samuel? Four, why do you think that Elkanah does not protest Hannah presenting little Samuel to Eli, the priest? Five, did you notice the ritual for burnt offering in 1 Samuel 2 that was outlined in the book of Leviticus? 
And what did you notice in this chapter that was different? Uh, how had they strayed from the Levitical laws about how the burnt offering was to take place and the role of the priests? Number six, what are your thoughts about the fourth chapter of Acts? Seven, why do you think the high priest does not arrest Peter and John? Eight, because he had recently crucified Jesus, do you think Caiaphas thought the murder of Jesus would be a determinant sufficient for Peter and John? A deterrent. And number nine, in the aftermath of the crucifixion of Jesus, what are your thoughts about the apostles' prayer for boldness? I'd like you to join with me now in a prayer. Lord, grant me boldness that I might stand up for justice and mercy. Lord, grant me strength that I might be fearless as I witness for you. Lord, I cannot see the end. I cannot even see what is in front of me. The fog is so thick. The rain can be hard. But through it all, I see you. I feel you. I know that you are near. Lord, grant me power to run the race of life with energy, strength, and love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, located in the very heart of Detroit and at the tip-top of the Medical Center area in Detroit. We would love to see you. We worship on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 in the morning, and also on Wednesdays at noon. Until tomorrow. God bless.